Good evening and welcome into another episode of Outdoor Adventures here on Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130. FM 103.5 and anywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. Make sure you download that app and you never miss an episode of Outdoor Adventures. And you can follow us there and also uh, like us on Facebook. And nice thing about that iHeartRadio app is even if you're out of town, you can always uh, catch the show there. So uh, highly recommended. I know I get to uh, listen to a lot of stations around the country. It's a lot of fun. Stan Poglier, your host, and my co-host, legendary guide and freshwater fishing Hall of Famer, Chris Kudak. I, I hope Sasquatch didn't get you. I saw you're out running him on the lake up there at Gull. Yeah, yeah, there was, uh, oh, I don't know, that that place was packed. I mean... <laughs> it looked like a zoo. They started lining up, you know, they wouldn't let you in. They had you gated off so you couldn't get in there till 8 o'clock this morning to find your holes, and the contest didn't start till noon. And, I mean, they, we, I, had, uh, I had a core big wheelhouse sitting right, at, right where the deal is to walk in on the north end there. And there was probably in line at, at 6.37 o'clock, there probably had to be three 400 people in line. I mean, it was, it was I mean, what a, what a tournament. I mean, it, it gets bigger and bigger every year. And the, the people you run into there... I'm walking down the road, and here I run into the oh, the guys from the gold rush in Alaska up there, the Paul Brankies. Yep. His, his dad, the whole family was there, the, the boy that does the gold deal, and Sean Pomeranke and his dad. And I fished with his dad here a year ago up at another lake up, up north of Malaxer, Lake Stanley Run. But I'll tell you what, all kinds, there was people from, from Japan there, there was people from all over the country that was there. It was Yeah, that's, I mean, a, that's like an international event now. It's gotten so big, it brings people from everywhere, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, there was camera crews, helicopter rides. I mean, they had 371 closed up, and you they had buses and this and that running. I mean, it, it's, it's something else. And, they, and you know what? When I left, when I went out, I walked up and looked at the weigh-in board, and the uh, biggest one was three-something, but there was still an hour left to go, and I don't know. You know, if they got anything after that, because I was uh, walking around doing this, doing that, and visiting, and and Tracy, she was fishing. She had a couple bites, but nothing too exciting. And but she, you know, she stuck it out from from noon to three. She did good, and it, it was not a nice day. It was chilly out there. So did she get on the board? She didn't get on the for board. a chance. That's that's the thing. There's so many people up there, and I saw a couple shots of like aerial views, and those. Those holes are just lined up like corn and bean fields, just perfect straight lines and squares. It, it's pretty amazing uh, all the uh, holes they have out there. It's it's incredible. Well, they started drilling yesterday morning, and at five o'clock last night they were still drilling holes. And I mean, there's probably oh probably thirty forty guys drilling, and mm-hmm. I mean it's it's a good size area. I mean it's it's and they're. You know, they got it marked off where they just keep drilling and drilling and drilling, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's one of the best run tournaments I've seen in a long time. Yeah, so check out our Facebook too, because I know with you up there, Kudak, you were having all sorts of fun. You had the paparazzi there with you, so I've posted a bunch of those pictures up on our Facebook page. You can just search Outdoor Adventures, and uh, you can find all those. And I noticed there's a checkpoint out there, or a checkpoint out there on the lake, and I just want to know firsthand. How the heck did you get through that? Because I've never known you to pass one of those before. Well, I had one of them slips in my, on my mirror saying yeah. I was VIP. Oh, uh, very important. Uh, hmm. Yeah. No? So, 
I, I drove right through there with the truck and the fish house and everybody waved. And then, then Bob Slaybaugh, one of the guys that runs Camp Confidence, he runs this. We, we got my fish house all parked yesterday afternoon and we got his vehicle and you'll see a picture with me and him. We had, we were holding some two by fours. We were banking a house. Yeah, I saw a little picture like that. I don't know if I can post that on our Facebook page because, you know, that might uh, get the FCC, the ACC, the FBI after us. I don't know. Well, there was a lot of people around, and I, we had first got there, and, and Bob <laughs> says, come here. I said, what? And he, you know, we said that he had a handful of two-by-fours, and he stuck with me, you know, between my knees there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> stuck with me between his knees there. Everybody's taking pictures. They thought that was... And then they're doing then they're doing the chicken dance, and I didn't get involved in that one. Well, I, weren't you the chicken in the middle? That's what I heard. No, you were just no, clucking no. away. You wouldn't shut up. No, they uh, they were doing it. Put your left foot in, put your right foot out, and do all this. That's what I decided. I'm getting out of that that mess. Yeah, and uh, I noticed you. Uh, I know why you didn't catch any fish. I saw you just sitting, hanging out in front of the food court the whole day. That's where most of the pictures were that I saw you. No, no, I was uh, I was mingling through the crowd, visiting with people, and getting just that done, and passing out some cards for the for the fish house and some other stuff, and uh, I w- I was staying pretty busy. Well, it sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, maybe uh, next year I can go up there, and you can uh, sit here in the studio and push buttons. How's that sound? Oh, that's that's not a problem. By the time I get done with that, we'll both be fired. <laughs> Well, okay, I guess you can go again next year. I'll stay here because I kind of want to keep my job. But uh got a pretty good show. We're going to catch up with our good friend uh, Mike Coldfront Curry a little bit later on at the bottom of the hour here. And he has all sorts of mentoring programs coming up with the DNR uh, from hunting and fishing. So I know uh the next one, I believe, coming up is the turkey mentoring program. So those of you that are interested in turkey hunting but maybe don't know how to go about it, like myself, you can uh, get hooked up with somebody that knows what they're doing, and they'll take you out hunting, show you all the tricks of the trade, and all that good stuff. Yeah, you know, it's a good deal through the state of Minnesota. Curry's got a bunch of good programs. They they had a uh, fishing tournament on Medicine Lake today, and for trolling for troops or holes for heroes, I think it was. And now next week they have one on White Bear, I believe. Uh, there's you know the next two weeks there's tournaments going everywhere. Yeah, it is that time of the year. Everybody trying to get the the last few weeks of fishing in. I know walleye season, only got about three more weekends after this, so with the season's going fast, and with that weather yesterday, I have to be honest with you, I was I was uh, dreaming of motorcycling and being out on the boat. Well, I'll tell you what, it was it was nice up here yesterday, but you guys down in the cities have better weather than we had because it was, it was windy up here. It was it was chilly up here. I mean, it was it was nice, but it was you know it wasn't no forty degrees like you guys had. Yeah, so we'll have Mike Coldfront Curry on here in about the next twenty minutes, and we'll chat with him about a half an hour about uh, all the different programs going on through the DNR, uh, through the uh, whether it's camping, hunting, fishing, um, even just you know getting outdoors. Uh, you know, as far as uh, Things you can do outside in the great state of Minnesota. We have so many resources, so uh, we'll find out all that from our good friend Mike Coldfront Curry coming up here at 530 here on Outdoor Adventures. I want to mention, too, before we go to break here, Kudak, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, there was an accident at the uh, FLW event there on Lake Okeechobee, 
And uh, Andy Young, he's uh, from the cities here. I believe he's actually from Mound. Yeah, and, and he's a good friend of mine. Uh, yeah, and uh, unfortunately, uh, it was him and William Campbell's boats collided at an intersection, apparently. And uh, Andy was thrown, and his uh, fishing partner were thrown out of the boat. They were able to get back in, but uh, sounds like Andy is still in the hospital, and uh, the other other anglers did not seek immediate medical attention. So our thoughts and prayers go out to uh, Andy's friends and family. Uh, hopefully, a quick recovery there. That's a, that's that'd be a scary deal, I tell you. Well, they just lost one at another FLW tournament down there. I think it was Okeechobee where. The, they had an accident. The guy got thrown on a boat. They, they ended up fighting him a week later, or four or five days later, and he didn't make it. Yep. So uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to Andy Young and his family for a quick and speedy recovery there. Like I said, Mike Coldfront Curry coming up at the uh, bottom of the hour. We've got plenty more to talk about. Uh, Kudux wrapping things up there at the Brainerd JC's tournament. they got winter games going on. I'm going to be heading out to Oconee tomorrow, Kudux, so uh, you might have to come and get me. I might get in trouble, so we'll chat a little bit about that, too, coming up next right here on Outdoor Adventures. If you'd like to call in and chat with us, six or... Uh, 651, geez, I've worked here 10 years and now I can't remember the number. 651-989-5855. 651-989-5855. If you'd like to join the conversation here on Outdoor Adventures, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the iHeartRadio app. Well, we're big rock singers. We got golden fingers. And we're loved everywhere we go. That sounds like us. We sing about beauty and we sing about truth. At $10,000 a show. Right. We take all kind of pills to give us all kind of thrills. But the thrill we never know. Here you go, Kodak. It's the thrill that'll get you when you get your picture on the cover of the Rolling Stone. I figured I'd give you one song out of the three here today since you've been kind of on my butt lately about that. By, by the way, I don't know if you just got that text that uh, Teresa sent you, but uh, the, D, the DNR hired a new biologist. Yeah, for, I saw that. I, I was going to bring that up, as a matter of fact. Yeah, yep. Stopped to talk to Bill Lundin the other day. We got based on Friday, and uh, he's from New York or something like well, that. Well, he actually, I read a little bit about it here before the show, and it's Tom Heinrich, who is actually the Large Lakes um, uh, fishery supervisor, so he was actually in charge of Lake of the Woods. He's been up there, it sounds like, since the early 90s, and now he's going to be taking over in charge at Mille Lacs, so he's moving from Lake of the Woods down to Mille Lacs, the way it sounds. Well. But originally, well, yeah, I believe he is from New York originally. And, and he did, he did like, Lake Erie. He did some stuff on Lake Erie, I guess, and some other stuff. Yep. Uh, so maybe this gentleman will figure out that the gill nuts are, are, the, are the cause of the problem. We will see, um, because, I mean, obviously, you know, Lake of the Woods is known as a uh, great fishery, and uh, let's hopefully he can uh, turn things around there at Mille Lacs and uh, get that thing straightened out. And speaking of that, too, you know, we had that big government shutdown for a couple of days here last week. So that big meeting they had planned with the uh, Mille Lacs Advisory Council and that uh, hoity-toity doctor that was going to give us all the information, they had to postpone that because, of course, the government don't work. Well, yeah. With I the mean, shutdown, if so. It, if it was if it was me or you or somebody else that had a job or whatever, I mean, if you guys can't do your job, they fire you. Well, these guys can't do their job, so fire them. 
Well, unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. It would be nice if we could do that, but uh, unfortunately, they have their terms, and we can't fire them until after that. So, but part of the I don't really want to get into the whole political thing, but you know, it it, it is a sad uh, state of affairs uh, the way they're they're using our money and using our resources, and then they can't get nothing done. Well, like I've always said, Stan, a good politician is a good crook that ain't never been caught. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's why they're in politics, because they can get away with it. Yeah. See, me and you, we could never be politicians because we're too straight and honest and straightforward. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't know. We we do finagle on some things, I would say. I mean, we we uh, we like to tell a few, uh, get a little Blarney in the story, if you know what I mean. Well, yeah, but that, that you know. We're not we're not balancing a budget, and we're not we're not you know, we're we're doing it for fun, and we're doing this and that. You know, we're not getting paid by the people to do a job. Well, speaking of government, you know they've been using a lot of salt lately on the roads, and I just uh, found this on the Outdoor News website. But uh, apparently, the excess chloride from the road salt has landed some Minnesota waters on a what they call impaired list because of too much uh, chloride. Uh, let's see if I can find, what do you think about that? Well, you know, they got, we've had pretty easy winter. They got all this salt, so they want to get rid of it. So dump it on the road. That's what they're doing. So next year they don't have no, you know, they can buy more, spend more of the taxpayers' money. Well, that's the thing. If they don't, if they don't use it, then they'll lose that in their budget, and they're afraid they they're going to lose that in their budget, so they just go and waste it all, and it's, it's kind of a, a bad situation. I mean, I'm not saying, uh, you know, I don't like the salt on the roads, but man, oh man, I, it. In my opinion, it's getting a little ridiculous. I mean, my truck the other day, it was literally it turned from a red truck into a white truck. That's how much salt there was on the road. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I noticed it on 169 that uh, the state was out, and and you know, you guys got snow. We didn't get no, so we hardly got any snow left up here at all. I tell you, we we've been pretty good with the with the, the snowfall. It's been missing us. But they're still dumping salt on the roads, like you said, and they're they're not uh, you know putting just a little bit; they're putting a whole lot out. Yeah, exactly. So uh, keep an eye on that. We'll uh, keep an eye on that situation as well. But uh, you got to tell us a little bit more about what was happening up there at Gull Lake. It sounds like uh, lots of uh, I don't know if I want to call them dignitaries, but kind of hoity toities up there. You were running into it. Sounds like. Oh yeah, there was. I mean, what was neat about it? They had a, a big kids deal. The the National Guard, the, the guys from Ripley were up there. They had a deal for kids. I mean, uh, they had something for everybody. And I mean, there was there was people from all over up there. I mean, it was it was fun. I mean, I walked around and ran into a bunch of guys I haven't seen in a long time, and and you know, I had a good time visiting while Teresa was fishing and she was free, freezing and. Tracy, I forgot Tracy. <laughs> I'm getting yelled at now. Oh, what did we cause? Am I going to have to turn you off the radio here? Oh, Do you need no, to get going or what? Nah. <laughs> I think I, you're going to be in a lot. I just caught kind of the end of that because I was uh, actually uh, skimming through a news story here, but uh, uh, I'll, if if it was the wrong name, I think you're going to be in a little trouble. <laughs> I do that all the time. That's that's gone. Well, yeah, your brain. Uh, I will say this in your defense: your brain has kind of gone downhill since I've known you, and I've only known you a few years. So, yeah, well, you know, you get you talk to so many people in a day, you can't keep them all straight. And every time I don't remember them, and oh boy, it's, 
getting old, you know. Yeah, that's why you just call her the missus, and you can never call her a wrong name. Well, now she just yelled at me, told me to keep trying, she said. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you're going to be, uh, well, you didn't get any snow, but you're going to need a shovel the way it sounds. Well, either that or I'm going to have to hide. Yeah, you're going to have to walk home from Gull, the way it sounds, so that'll be fun. But uh, we got to talk about uh, this weekend, too. I'm going to be heading out. Uh, it's going on right now, so if you folks are in the Waconia area, highly recommend you go check out that antique snowmobile run out there. They're going to have close to a 1,000 old snowmobiles, and I'm going to head out there finally tomorrow. Uh, we had Scott Wakefield on. He's kind of part of the association that helps put it on, and he promised me one of those uh, evil pork chops tomorrow, so... You know me, I can't pass up a free meal anywhere, so I'm going to be out there. Well, you got the pork chops, and from what I understand, they got a snowmobile with a sidecar they're going to put you in, too. That's what, I'm, uh, that's what I've heard, so we might uh, go cruising around the lake. Maybe I'll get on that uh, little fun run they got going around Lake Waconia, and I could just ride in the sidecar. Now, I don't know if you can get an open bottle in a, in a sidecar on a snowmobile, but I'd be willing to try. Oh, I'm sure that you can take your take your 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 case of bottles and throw them in the bottom of that sidecar, and you'd be one happy gentleman at the end of the end of the trip. Yep, just get my uh, bomber hat on and uh, some of those uh, aviator glasses, and I'll be ready to go. Yeah, yeah, get you get one of them mad bomber hats, and you'll be right at home. Exactly. So. Um, let's get back to this uh, fisheries guy we we're talking about, the fisheries supervisor. Um, it's Tom Heinrich. He was recently the specialist covering Lake of the Woods. He uh, took over here this past Wednesday. He'll be at the office there in Garrison. Uh, he's going to work with the fisheries research and other partners to study walleye productivity, uh, the impacts of big fish on young walleye survival, also review the goals for spawning stock biomass and coordinate other work needed to answer complex questions about the lake. Um, he's began at the Natural Resources in New York as a fishery technician on eastern Lake Erie, and he worked there from 84 to 90, and now he accepted, uh, then he went to Baudette from uh, 1991 until the current. So he's been in Minnesota quite a while, so uh, hopefully uh, he can get things straightened out up there because... Um, we mentioned that meeting is postponed, and they're going to announce when that is going to actually be happening. But I know I got you going last week on that whole situation, and it sounds like they aren't, unfortunately, uh, like a lot of politicians, they ask for help, and they ask for ideas, and they ask for input. But then when the citizens give them their input, they don't want to hear it, and they don't well, want to use it. You know, you know they got the advisory committee, and from... The advisory committee, I mean, I know a bunch of people on the advisory committee, so they tell the DNR what to do or you know, what their thoughts are and this and that, and they look at them like they're nuts and they don't even listen to them, and they do a DNR does, the, the advisory committee to me is just an escape vote for the DNR. So the DNR can make their decision to say, well, you guys told us to do this. No, no, we didn't tell you to do that. We told you to do this, and you did something else. It's, you know, they don't listen to the advisory. To me, it's a waste of time for them guys to even go there. But at the same time, where else do you do? Because if you don't have anybody going in there and speaking their voice, now, like you say, maybe they don't listen right away, but if you just lay on your back and let them kick you in the you-know-where, you know, they're going to they're gonna steamroll you all the way to the bank. So isn't it better to have at least something there to try to make them a little bit accountable for it? Well, if you look at the advisory committee, has been now around for, what, three, four years? Yeah, I think so. 
and they've, I mean, they've had meetings after meetings after meetings after meetings after meetings, and where's it gotten three years? It hasn't got anywhere. They tell them that we need this thought. They tell them that, you know, we should be taking, you know, these big fish out of the lake. We should be doing this, and we should be doing that. And the DNRs, no, we're going to do this, and we're going to do that. So, I mean, you're bouncing your head against the wall. You might as well just, you know, they're using, they're using, to me, they're using the advisory committee as escape courts for saying, well, when something blows up in their face, well, the advisory committee told us. No, yeah. the advisory committee, well, nobody's going to go back and look to say the advisory committee did that because by then everybody's so, they got, they got the resort order so mad around that lake. You know what? The, the, the bottom line is, take the nets out of there. Yeah, well, but at the same time, you were talking about taking the bigger fish out. Now they do have that one fish. It's what twenty to twenty-two, which you know, you, you, good luck with that. But you know, then I think what is it? It's either twenty-six or twenty-eight. One over that. So I mean, if you're pulling a twenty-eight incher out of that, that's a big fish. So you know, if that was one of the th- suggestions, in my opinion, they are doing a little bit about what the people want. Well, we can always keep one over 28. That was going on for all you know, the last 10 years. I mean, we could keep one, whatever the slot was, you could keep either one like that or one over 28. Well, most Yeah, but it hasn't been that way recently, though. Oh, it's been like that for, yeah, through the summer you could keep one over 28 or whatever the slot was if they didn't close the season down on us. Yeah. A lot of times, you know, they close the season down and, you know, then we got nothing. We could go catch bass. Well... Uh, you're on bass fishing, and you talk to these guys that come and fish this bass tournament, and they're out there bass fishing, and they're over there catching 50 to 75 walleyes a day when they're bass fishing. But there's no walleyes in Malak Lake, they say. Yeah, well, you can't tell which fish to bite and which one's not to well, bite, so... Exactly right, but they're, they're, they're telling these bass guys, or the walleye guys in the public or whoever... There's no fish in Mille Lacs. Like there's, it's, it, you know, there's no fish here. But you can go out, you can go bass fishing in these tournaments. I mean, I go out there bass fishing with customers, and I'm throwing a tube jig, and I catch five, six walleyes. You know, then I go to the next spot, catch a couple more walleyes, and I'm throwing a tube jig, or I'm on three mile throwing tube jigs. I'm catching. I mean, I see it all the time. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to get into that a little bit uh, maybe later to wrap up the show. But we have to get our good friend uh, Mike Coldfront Curry. He uh, does a lot of stuff with the mentoring programs there. They got it for deer hunting, for waterfowl, for turkey hunting, uh, ducks, geese, everything. Uh, also uh, just general outdoor activities. He uh, does a lot of things with the kids and young adults as well. And I know he's helping out the troops here this weekend doing the Holes for Heroes uh, tournament. So... We'll uh, check in with our buddy Mike Cold from Curry from the DNR coming up next. Don't forget, if you want to dial in, 651-989-5855. That's 651-989-5855. Also, make sure you check out our Facebook page. We got uh, Kuduk running around stealing cheese curds. He's getting in trouble with the women up there, also with the women up around Mille Lacs, the way it sounds right now. But um, anyway, we'll uh, have all that stuff on our Facebook page, so you can check that out, search Outdoor Adventures. Our good buddy Mike Coldfront Curry coming up next here, Outdoor Adventures on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the iHeartRadio app. I wasn't born for digging deep holes. I'm not made for paving long roads I ain't cut out to climb highline poles But I'm pretty good at drinking beer 
into the second half with Outdoor Adventures here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the free iHeartRadio app. Don't forget to download that. It's a free app for your phone or uh, laptop. What else do they call those things? The iPads or whatever, Kudak? Uh, Tablets. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. But uh, any... Any device that you can play stuff on, you can uh, get Outdoor Adventures. Just download that iHeartRadio app for free, and uh, you can catch Outdoor Adventures anytime and all the other great shows here on Twin Cities News Talk. And uh, it's t- it's that time, Kudak, to bring in the expert, I guess. We've been kind of just, you know, slacking off here a little bit, but uh, it's it's time to bring in the big guns, as they say. Yeah, Mike Cold Dogs Curry, as we call them up in the North Country, because every time he comes up here... It's a blizzard, it's raining, it's snowing, it's cold. It, it can be 70 degrees one day, the next day, it's cold. Out. It, it's, it's, a, it's a, you know, it, can, it, it doesn't matter. If he comes up May, June, July, he, he brings the cold. I don't know, place. though. I, if I remember right, it wasn't too bad at the governor's uh, deer opener this year. No, no, no. But I'll tell you what, all around, he is he is one of the best guys that I, I've known Mike for years. He does a fantastic job for the DNR. If he wasn't around, I don't know what the boys at the DNR would do. But you know, he's he's got the mentoring programs. He's he's out doing stuff. I mean, the guy works twenty four seven, and he's just a down to earth nice guy. Oh, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna have to send you guys a check. <laughs> did you did you freeze on Medicine Lake today, Curry, or was it nice down there? You know, it was it was pretty nice. Uh, the sun went away for a while, and it was a little chilly, and, the, of course, the wind came up, and so that made it a little bit. But you know what? You know, we're, we're tough Minnesotans, and you just throw on an extra layer, and you go out there. There was tons of kids out there having a ball out there with the minnow races, and, of course, we were all celebrating the Holes for Heroes and, and uh, the, you know, really giving them the kudos uh, for all the liberties that we have. It's all up to our, our, our veterans and our uh, the both the men and women who are deployed right now. Um, it was a special time, you know, giving back. And um, there were some people from the general public, too. And, um, you know, it's really a neat event. And we're going to have another one next weekend on White Bear. So come on out and uh, just check out Holes for Heroes on the website. And uh, let's um, let's give them a pat on the back. Oh, you bet. They're, they're, they're deserving folks. They're, you know, serving our country and, and taking care of us. And, you know, they're, they're putting their time in and, you go out there and support these people. There was a bunch up at Brainerd that I stopped to talk to. They had a tent up there, recruiters. And they had they had stuff for the kids to do. They had oh a couple of snowmobiles with you know, all wrapped up in the military stuff. But uh, good people. I mean, down to earth, good people. Well, they, you know the the, the the thing is, and I, I said it today. You know, they're putting their lives on the line for us, and the least we can do. To, is to go up and say thank you, pat them on the back, buy them a cup of coffee, or if you know uh, somebody that's uh, you're out there, and I've seen this done, um, you're in McDonald's or, or a Chick-fil-A or wherever it might be, and you've got a military person that's in line, buy them a lunch. I mean, that's not asking very much. Yeah, or at least let them go in front of you in line, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, you know I, I heard one time that there's uh, one girl that uh, complained about it one time on, on Facebook, and I think she pretty much got banished. But for, you know, they were, they, they didn't understand what putting your life on the line means. I, I, I wonder sometimes, and, and I'm very disturbed about that, um, because, you know, my dad 
uh, you know, put his life on the line on Iwo Jima. Uh, and, you know, mom supported it. And, and I always did with at the American Legion or the VFW. You know, you, I, I implore people to get involved with one of these events and find a way to give back to the people who are giving back to us. Yeah, and I want to mention, too, we just had a caller uh, wanted to give a shout-out to the bait shop up there, Hardy's, uh, for helping out. I guess he plowed some roads and supplied some bait and stuff, and I'm sure there was a lot of other good uh, sponsors involved. Uh, feel free to you know, throw those out there, too, because they're helping uh, not only the troops but the industry as well. Yeah, one of the things I like to tell people is, is take care of the people who take care of us. It's the people that are that are donating prizes. Uh, we, you know, we have Rapala out there and Clam and, and Eskimo. They're all donating stuff. And, you know, we need to take care of those people because, you know, that money bag is not endless. And, you know, a good way to support them is to buy some of their products. And as you know, my dad served in Okinawa, Iwo Jimbo, and I got a son that's been in the guards now for 14 years, I suppose, and still in the guards. And, uh, he was deployed over Iraq for a while, and and you know what? Like you said, stop and buy him a hamburger. Yeah, it's it's not you know that's not the <laughs> that's not much out of your pocket to be able to say thank you like that, and um, and then attend one of these events. I mean, it's it's a it's a cool deal, and ice fishing. You know, we didn't catch a lot of fish today. I I think I heard you guys talking about there weren't as many fish up there caught, but you know it's kind of. You never know when the fish are going to bite, but it's a great time that you have with families and friends. And you can meet some new friends out there that maybe you can get together, you know, later date and time. It's all about the, the camaraderie and the good times uh, on the hard and the soft water. And at least the weather was uh, somewhat decent. I mean, it could have been a lot worse for those out there uh, trying to catch something. But I know you have another one of these coming up here pretty quick, huh? Yeah, we're going to be on uh, White Bear Lake next weekend. Uh, doing the same gig from one to four, celebrating uh, military folks. So there's an east and a west uh, now, so that there's no reason for you not to get involved. Uh, literally, it's only fifteen dollars for a ticket. Or now, if you're military personnel and direct family, uh, immediate family, that's free. All you have to do is go on their website at Holster Heroes or uh, Fishing for Life and register, and it's a free gig for you, and there's a great chance for many, many great prizes. So there really is no excuse uh, not to be out there. Uh, there's going to be some quite a few uh, ice castles and, uh, and other houses that are out there. If you want to stay warm, it's not a problem. You've got uh, you know, a war injury or something like that, they're going to take care of you. So come on out, and so we can give you a big slap on the back. So that's coming up at uh, White Bear Lake. We just wrapped up the one here at uh, at uh, Medicine here today, but get up to White Bear Lake if you're a member of the uh, Armed Forces or a veteran. You can get in there for free with you and your family. And I'm sure there's a lot of uh, members, you know, that it's just the camaraderie thing, just like anything else, you know. Uh, it's a good thing for those people to get out and, uh, you know, I'm sure talk because we heard a lot in the in the recent uh, years about PTSD and stuff like that, and I'm sure it's uh, good for those folks to just kind of get out there and you know be around people that are maybe dealing with some of the same things that they are. Yeah, I agree. And, and one of the things you know, I saw talked to a Vietnam vet uh, today, and and uh, Chris, you'll remember this too. They were not considered heroes when they came home. They were looked down upon. Uh, for being in the Vietnam War, and yet they're Americans. They died for the opportunities uh, that we have now, and and it just I just I can't imagine that sort of thing. It just it, it just drives me nuts. Well, the work you know the people over there, and I you know I remember that was back in my day. They're over there 
given their lives for our country, and you know that people did look down on them, and, and it, it was never it was never a good deal. I mean, for them, and I, I really felt sorry for a lot of them because I knew a lot of guys that never came back from Vietnam. Never came back, and they were never the same. No, no, they were never the same. That was a that was a bad war. No war is a good war, you know. It's it, it, but you got we you know we got to go over there and, and and you know protect our country. Exactly, exactly. So that so that we can go to these ice fishing events in Brainerd, and there's a ton more of them. You know, there's for the ducks and the pheasants, and you know, all there's all kinds of ice fishing events. Next week, I'm going to be uh, out in the Ortonville area and. Uh, Lac La Parle, there's going to be a great fishing event out there where they're going to give away, you know, $10,000 and three different ice castles and cash and all kinds of great prizes. And there are also going to be some people there working with kids and family to teach them how to, like Tintus Outdoors will be out there. They're going to help with, with families and, and teach them how to ice fish because it is a little bit different than the summer fishing. But then again, it's the same. But, it, you know, Chris, you do a lot of work with kids and family too. It's just about spending some time with them for a lifetime of fishing. This is not a you know high school football where you're not gonna you're not gonna be playing football when you're when you're our age. Yeah. You might enjoy watching it, well, except for last week. Well, it's even not. painful to watch it at this age. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know these these things are are lifelong sports: the fishing and the hunting that we're talking about, and it really is a good time. Get off those iPads. Get off those cell phones. Get out there and visit the real world. You're going to find out fascinating the outdoors is compared to, um, you know, the iPad. That's not real. Yeah, and the thing is, too, is uh, you, you almost have to in this weather that we have in Minnesota. I mean, if you don't get out and enjoy something in the wintertime, I mean, you're going to be going nuts by the time this time of the winter goes around. So definitely uh, uh, invite people to get involved with uh, anything they can in the great outdoors. But I know we got some great things you're working on. Uh, Mike Coldfront Curry is our guest from the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources. Going to be getting into their program of recruitment, retention, and also uh, deadline to sign up for the mentored turkey hunts I hear is coming up as well too so we'll get into that here in the final segment on Outdoor Adventures. If you have any questions uh, now's the time to call in because this guy from the DNR, Mike Coldfront Curry he has all the answers and me and Kudak will even vouch for him so 651-989-5855 651-989-5855 we'll continue on here on Outdoor Adventures Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 FM 103.5 and the free iHeartRadio app Kodak, so quick, call me so early. Trying to sleep. Sure, you get up in the morning. <laughs> I love my pillow in the morning. Well, it's about the only thing I love you. Yeah, we're having some fun here. A little, little joking back and forth. Uh, Curry, I'm sure you can get him back for me. Mike Coldfront Curry, he is our guest from the uh, Department of Natural Resources, and we're talking about. Uh, Everything from uh, stuff for the troops to uh, stuff for the kids and mentoring programs going on. And I read here last week, cold front, that uh, the deadline's coming up for the turkey uh, mentoring program here coming up this spring. Yeah, if if anybody wanted to get involved with the lottery as an adult, um, that time period is over for the A and B season. But if you're a kid that's uh, 12 years old and a big kid, maybe as old as Kuduk, if you've never turkey hunted, 
you've got an opportunity with uh, the National Wild Turkey Federation and the Minnesota DNR. We are partnering up and providing opportunities in 17 different locations across the state, you know, everything from up north to down south. Wild turkeys are everywhere, even in Brainerd. Well, I'll tell you what, I was coming around the south of Blackshirt the other day, right, right out of Iowa, and I seen, I don't know how many roosters I seen, I mean, the roosters, pheasants were out everywhere last week, and I come down by my house, and there's a field that I seen more turkeys in this field, it was unbelievable, I thought, I thought somebody must have dumped a, a gravity box of corn out there. Were you looking me. in a mirror, or what? They were everywhere, I was thinking about getting the 22 out and having some. <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah. Then I, I think I would be calling the uh, local CO pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got that, that tip number. Yeah, we know that guy now from Tip, so I, I think I have him in my speed dial, so we can give him a call. Oh, yeah, I got I one of the permits from Curry. I can, I can, I can try it and get one. Well, yeah, but you, you know, here in here in Minnesota, you cannot use twenty twos or rifles like you can uh, in the Dakotas. Really, where's the sports in that? Uh, it really is a great time to be able to, to be up close and personal with a turkey. We're talking a two-legged, two-legged one with feathers, not not some of the people that you know. <laughs> no, keep picking on me. Keep picking on me. We are. Well, I heard you're messing up names already today. But then again, <laughs> here, here's here's part of what what the outdoors and 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 knowing you and Stan the way I do. If we can't give each other a bad time, uh, having a good time then it's not worth uh, being out there. That's part of, of being good friends and, and good outdoor buddies is that you have a good time. You're not always going to catch fish. You're not always going to shoot a rooster or a turkey or or, or, a, or a duck or a goose, but you're always going to have a good time if you pick the right friends. Well, you're, you're making memories when you go out and do stuff with your buddies or your or your son, your daughter, or your girlfriend, your wife. You're making memories, and, and that's what it's all about. For you, with your girlfriend and your wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I gotta, I gotta admit, I made some memories last night on the lake too. But by uh, this morning, I had forgotten them already. Yeah, well, that's the way it goes sometimes. Yeah. It's having a good time out there. That's what it's all about. And I wanted to talk to you too. Uh, so, when is that? When? How do people go about as far as registering for that uh, turkey mentor turkey hunts? And uh, who is it for again? And uh, when's the deadline? Yeah, it's for just about anybody that uh, has never turkey hunted before or has turkey hunted but really don't know what they're doing. If you're 12 years old to 90 years old and you want to get involved with turkey hunting uh, and you haven't done it before and you have a firearm safety certificate because that's very crucial out there, uh, we certainly don't want to have any accidents and have never had any accidents with it because it's a highly controllable situation. But if you go to mndnr.gov and then what you do is you click on the turkey page. And right there is an application, uh, and you fill it out. And then what we do is match you up with, uh, in the different areas, uh, like I said, there's 17 different locations across the state, and we match you up with uh, a hunter host, and the hunter host then gets uh, talks to you. You have to go through a clinic um, that are being held across the state, and those are 5 or $10. Otherwise, really, there's not much of a cost. Um, well, there's, there's slight cost for you have to have your license and sure. and if you're 12 or 13 years old it's only like five bucks yeah. or excuse me make that only a buck for them for your 16 and 17 year olds it's only six bucks for adults you know it's only eh, it's it's um well it's less than a case of beer yeah exactly so it's, it's, really pretty, it's really pretty reasonable and 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 so and then you go to a clinic you learn about these things you learn about something that again can be a lifelong sport 
and maybe you create some friendships from the people that uh, uh, that you're working with. These hunter hosts know what they're doing. It's all on private lands, and because that's one of the keys, we don't want to disrupt uh, people, you know, on public lands. So we don't we don't do it that way. Um, and so you're really getting a first class uh, setup in here. And as a matter of fact, you're, you're not going to believe this. The, over the years that we've been doing, I've been doing uh, the, the hunts for almost 10 years now, and the going rate for the hunters who are learned to turkey hunt program is over 40% bag rate. They're bag of turkey. Yeah. On the average hunter that's out there, it's only 30%. So I know yeah. doggone well those people are really working their their tails off. Their well, you guys that work for work for the government, the DNR, you got all the secret hotspots. That's why the public can't actually get to them. So you got to sneak them in there, right? Not true. <laughs> I hunt the almost exclusively public lands for turkey. Yeah, there are there's lots of opportunities. The walk-in access program is available for turkey hunters in the southwest, where there's not that much. Uh, uh, you know, public land. So that that opportunity, there's wildlife managers areas across the state that you can get involved with. That's where I do most of my hunting, and we've had quite good success. Well, and we were up at the governor's deer opener here back in November, and you know, for those pessimists that don't believe it, you can check out our Facebook page. You had a young female there that uh, landed a buck that most guys uh, would uh, blush at. Oh my gosh, that was a that was a monster, and I think it scored out at the was it one eighty? Yeah, and yeah. that was a mentored hunt too. So for those people that are wondering uh, how it can turn out, uh, you know, we we told her she was spoiled for life now because she's probably never going to get another deer like that. But hey, your first time out, you catch a trophy like that—that's not a bad way to start. Well, yeah, it isn't, but that's not the norm though either. Because what we yeah. do is, you know, we want to get people out there. You know, a lot of us, it's a lifetime of trying to find that trophy, but it's how you get there that makes the difference. Hey, Stan, look at it this way. I know a guy, and you know the guy, too. He's got yep. land up by Chico's off of 169. <laughs> we could, we could, Here we, hey, go. we, could, we could put in for a turkey deal. We could, we could specify we want this gentleman to be our guide. Mm-hmm. And we don't even need to bring a gun. No, no, no. The guide implies that it's a paid hunt, and these are not. That's why we call them hunter hosts, just like we do at, at our all of our governors. Well, what are you saying? You, you won't host us? Is that what you're saying? I already have a full <laughs> camp. We're taking some new hunters out um, uh, there, and uh, but we've got some other people in the Malacca area that would be willing to. And maybe Kudak knows a person or two yep. around his place. Oh, I'm sure he doesn't know anybody up there. Yeah, well, we only got a couple minutes here wrapping things up here. Unfortunately, uh, Mike Coldfront Curry is our guest here in Outdoor Adventure. But uh, real quickly, uh, talk about uh, the recruit and retention program because I know we've always been good at recruiting, but now we got to work on retaining uh, the outdoorsmen too. Yeah, part of our problem right now is that uh, we're aging. Kudok and I are getting old, and we don't have as many people, you know, coming up behind us doing stuff. So we're really working on. We need to retain some of our hunters because a lot of times we see that people, unlike us, we hunt every year, we fish every year, but that's not the norm. And so we really need to impress upon people that this is a lifelong sport. We depend on your dollars to make sure that we work on issues that we, you know, Malax is a perfect example. We need monies to help make that lake right again. We just can't wave a wand and make it happen. We need all the other lakes, aquatic invasive species, jobs like mine. We need we need to, to pay for those things, and, there, and, we, and as sportsmen, we do that. We pay to play. 
uh, and that's really a key out there uh, to make that happen. But if we don't have the, the horses behind it, we're going to be in trouble. And so we really need to make sure that people, when you get out there, go, if you're a horse rider, get on a, get a horse, get a, get something, get one of the trail passes, that cross-country skiing, camping, go out to one of the state parks, find something that you're passionate about, and get involved and stay involved. Yeah, we have so many uh, resources and such uh, beautiful landscapes here in the state of Minnesota that uh, you if if you're not getting out there and you're not at least uh, trying it, uh, you're you're really missing out, in my opinion. No, no doubt about it. Go to Texas where they have less than one percent land, where we've got millions of acres in this state to be able to have a great time on. Real quickly, uh, any last thoughts? You got about thirty seconds. Well, I just want to remind everybody to get outdoors, stay outdoors, put an extra layer on, and take somebody out who wouldn't normally get that opportunity. Because if you don't, who will? Sounds great. You take care. Cold front. See you guys. Bye-bye. That's Mike Coldfront Curry from the DNR. Uh, about 10 seconds here, Kudak. Uh, I suppose I'll just let you go because it sounds like you have a situation on your hands up there. No, no situation. But if people are looking to get a hold of me, give me a call, 320-630-1761, and the fish are biting. Get on out there and enjoy it. That is legendary guide and freshwater fish and Hall of Famer. Chris Kudak, I'm Stan Poggle, two-time reigning bottle bass champion and all-around average outdoorsman. If you're out of Waconia tomorrow for the vintage snowmobile run, look for the big burly guy with a beard and uh, come and buy me a beer, and uh, we'll be friends. Black Republican, Black Democrat, coming up next, Twin Cities News Talk.